Day number 66. 66. Day 66. Americans abandoned. Their families abandoned. Thousands of green card holders eligible to live here abandoned. Tens of thousands of Afghan allies abandoned by Joe Biden. 79 days since his promise that he wouldn't abandon them. 66 days behind enemy lines. And then when you take it even a step further, it's nearly 50 days since Joe Biden has even mentioned the people that he abandoned. Not that we're going to belabor the point, but there is a BBC report out today, in case you're interested in the conditions that our fellow Americans that Joe abandoned and our Afghan allies that he abandoned. Yeah, the BBC reports uh, that the Taliban's atrocities continue to filter out. Now, there's an information, you know, they're trying to, really can't tamp down on on videos getting out of we have plenty of them people getting killed in the street shot in the head assassinated women being beaten now reports of taliban atrocities continue to filter out to the west one professional and business-like taliban official explaining executions and amputations are necessary for security and now getting the grisly details according to the bbc The Taliban say they have shot four alleged kidnappers, hung their bodies in public squares. Graphic images now up on social media show bloody bodies on the back of a pickup truck with a crane hoisting one guy up. Another video showing a man suspended from a crane with a sign on his chest reading abductors will be punished like this. One local shopkeeper telling the AP that four bodies were brought to uh, the square. One was hung there. The other three bodies were moved to other squares in the city to be displayed. And the Taliban's notorious former head of, of religious police is now in charge of the prisons and said the extreme punishments like executions and amputations will resume in Afghanistan as they were necessary for security. We're just updating you from a previous report given by the Taliban. Now the, now the Biden administration, if you were part of the Taliban 20 years ago, the brutal regime that oppressed women and killed any opposition voices, guess what? You're going to be taken off the terror watch list and now you can travel to America. How great is that? What a great country we are. So we're so forgiving and believing or stupid and naive, depending on how you might want to look at it. It's, it is a... a unmitigated security disaster you know i'll give you another example the washington examiner today literally senior biden pentagon official so we saw this hypersonic uh this technology used by the chinese communist chinese over the weekend and by the way they have the ability to carry nuclear weapons and one biden senior pentagon official quoted in the washington examiner saying, quote, we don't know how to defend against China's most advanced missile systems. And hypersonic technology is something that we have been concerned about, said Ambassador Robert Wood. He represents the U.S. on the Conference of Disarmament Disarmament in, in Geneva. We just don't know how we can defend against this technology. Neither does China and neither does Russia. That admission following China's tested hypersonic missile you know orbiting the globe and china's saying that this new hypersonic missile is a blow to the united states and their strategic superiority this is great news isn't it you got the communist chinese now stepping up and and basically sticking it to the u.s 
This is not going to end well. That I can tell you. Um, now we have an immigration news today. There's a big piece in the New York Post today. And it is it's fairly detailed. I, I won't give you all the details of it. But so what we have is the New York Post has been undercover and they've done an analysis, online flight tracking data, and they found and they actually saw two planes land. I'll get to that in a second, uh, that in the dark of night, the Biden administration is dispersing illegal immigrants all across the country and plane loads of illegal immigrants, many that have not been tested for COVID-19, none of whom have been vaccinated, because if you enter the country illegally, you don't respect our laws, our borders and our sovereignty, you get preferential treatment. So testing and and vaccine mandates won't apply to you. Anyway, apparently they're being uploaded to uh, unloaded at Westchester County Airport in New York and then distributed all throughout the state of New York without any notice at all to local officials or those responsible for public health. And the New York Post has an analysis of this flight tracking data. They've found that at least 2,000 illegal immigrants were nabbed after sneaking into the U.S. from Mexico, but they're arriving courtesy of Joe Biden and company outside of White Plains on 21 flights since August the 8th. Now, you might think this is a New York problem. It's not just a New York problem. It's an every state in the union problem, at least the 48 you know, states in the continental U.S. And according to DHS Secretary Mayorkas, the COVID infection rate for illegals is 20%. Most are not tested for COVID. Most are not given a vaccine mandate. And a source familiar with the operation said the underage illegal immigrants typically arrive carrying backpacks and then they're bused to locations in the Bronx and Brooklyn and Queens, upstate Newburgh, Bridgeport, Danbury, Connecticut, you name it. And some apparently Saturday they stopped in Syosset, Long Island. That's not far from where I live. And anyway, a nonprofit, Catholic Sisters of Mercy, providing housing and services for children. And so kids and teens, you know, get put on these planes for these secret midnight flights, courtesy of Joe Biden. No testing. One, uh, Rob Astorino, he's one of three people that I know that I'm friendly with that are running for governor in New York as Republicans. Tough, tough, heavy lift for anybody. And that would include, by the way, Lee Zeldin and Andrew Giuliani. All three are great people. Anyway, he was the first person that revealed the midnight arrivals in August. And he tweeted out a video claiming exactly what was happening. The New York Post has their own reporting of the same story. And nobody seems to really care. And he's playing a very deadly game using secret flights to move illegal immigrants. And they're doing it, obviously, on purpose. You know, they they don't seem to care. Biden's secret flights. Who's paying for it? I guess you are the taxpayer. I mean, okay, there you go. Good luck with these policies. I'm sure this is all going to work out well. Do we know anything about the people that they're just processing into the country? No, we don't. I'm for legal immigration, and I don't care where you come from. I support legal immigration. I just ask you respect our laws, borders, and sovereignty. I also think that we need a a security background check to make sure you don't have radical views or radical associations in the middle of a pandemic. We certainly should have a mandated health check, certainly testing people for covid 
among other things. I think we certainly, if you're going to put a vaccine mandate on the American people, you ought not give preferential treatment to illegal immigrants or people that are applying to come in here legally. And I think you should also prove you have the means to take care of yourself once you arrive here. So financially, you won't be a burden on the American people. And then I don't care where you come from. Welcome to welcome to America. You know, I hope the American dream is everything you want it to be. Um, anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. This, this, this is Joe Biden's America. By the way, Biden apparently sought refuge from Connecticut he- hecklers. I like kids better than people. Oh, I didn't know kids weren't. But did you know kids weren't people? I had no idea. Um, anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. If you want to be a part of the program, I want to go into this issue. Um, by the way, another I'll play it later in the program today. Jill Biden had to step in again to save the, you know, befuddled, the confused, the confounded Joe Biden. That is a cognitive mess. And, you know, another meandering Joe Biden at a White House event. I mean, that's just basically standard fare on a daily basis. Uh, There's been enough pushback to this idiotic IRS rule about literally looking into every $600 transaction at your bank account. Now, after the backlash, Democrats are revising this proposal, and they instead will require the provision of an additional information for accounts with more than $10,000 in annual deposits or withdrawals. Now, let me tell you right now, there's no difference. Because even if you're getting money from the government, that's still going to account for $10,000 a year. And anybody that works is making $10,000 a year. And most people probably have direct deposit. Well, a lot of people do. I know I do. And most people that work for me do. Uh, So, you know, it's the same exact thing. They want to be able to monitor the federal government every aspect of your life. By the way, not that the media will ever care, but Joe Biden lied again by saying that he was involved in the civil rights movement. But that's a that's a sidebar and a, and a show. Even even at MSDNC, Chucky e. Todd is saying the burden is on Biden and the White House to resolve the Democratic infighting on spending. And t- he needs to take control of this. He's not going to take control. There's nothing to take control of. If you look at what economists are now saying, and I'm following all of them. Very closely, because we every single person listening to me now, you all have felt the impact of Biden's inflation. You all understand what the supply chain crisis is all about. All of you are paying dramatically more than what you were paying a year ago when you fill up your gas tank. Wait till your winter heating bills come in. I guess he'll be giving a speech like Jimmy Carter lecturing us and scolding us to put on our sweaters. Every economist out there without exception, including people like Lawrence Summers, who worked in the Obama White House. They're all saying that we're now on the brink of not only a 30-year high with inflation, but on the brink of a recession, stagflation, and bad economic times. And every single item we buy is costing us more because it costs more to produce everything and transport everything to every store that we go to. Now the alarm bells are ringing up as bad news piles up with the economy. Prices of everyday goods are now rising sharply. Inflation stuck at 30 years highs. The supply chain crisis they're even admitting is going to go deep into next year, probably even beyond that. 
We have a labor shortage now in many industries that has left, you know, openings that we've never had before. And all of this now is about to butt heads with this vaccine mandate that is going to result. And, and the, the, the debate is over about vax, don't vax. Because if people are going to leave the military, thousands of them, if thousands of police officers are going to leave their pensions on the table and the same with teachers and the same with nurses and other hospital care workers, they've they've made up their minds. I don't think there's any convincing them if they're at that point that they're going to give up everything. So now we're going to have a bad economy with a labor shortage now resulting in the firings of thousands and thousands of people in key industries. We haven't even begun to feel the the negative economic impact of all of that. But I can tell you this, it's not going to be good. Simple, it's basic, it's fundamental, simple economics. And that is that, you know, if we go this this Green New Deal route, and even if it's the less expensive, you know, New Green Deal socialism, you're still looking at a, a trillion five, and you're still looking at, or two trillion or two point five trillion, whatever it happens to be. You know, it's it's we can't afford it. Now, if you listen to all of the experts, all of the economists, they're all saying the same thing. We're now heading into a recession. We're on the precipice of a recession. Dartmouth economist David Blanchflower. It's always good to have an early warning. Sentiment has now deteriorated so rapidly that two widely respected indicators of how consumers feel. They're now flashing big red like a siren, indicating the economy's already dipped into negative territory. Recession officially defined as two quarters of negative economic growth. And the economists are warning the same indicators were flashing red ahead of the 2008 global financial crisis. Now, that's why I want all of you to be ready to prepare to save money wherever you can. You know, that's why, you know, AmericanFinancing.net, if you haven't refinanced your loan at the lower rate, you might want to do it. You know, same thing with you know, Pure Talk USA, pound 250, keyword, save now. Anywhere you can save money, because money is freedom. Anyway, this guy, Blanche Flower, and this other guy, Alex uh, Bryson, from the University College of London, point to declining consumer confidence. That is a bellwether for recession. Blanche Fowler said he called the 2008 recession ahead of everyone else, and he's now saying he believes he's right this time as well. His recent paper, you know, studied the consumer sentiment from 1978 until now, and it found consumer expectations provide an early warning warning system for trouble ahead. And by the way, Jen Psaki's complaining the wealthiest one percent are not paying their fair share. You mean like Hunter and Joe? Straight ahead. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So, you know, you listen to the callousness of the Democrats and, oh, uh, yeah, the supply chain, it's a high-class problem. No, that's an everyday American problem. That's an all-of-us-together problem, regardless of income. Because if you have empty shelves at stores, that's a problem for everyone. And the answer is not Pete Buttigieg is, you know, well, you need to shop in October for Christmas. That's not the answer either. I'm sorry, mommy and daddy didn't go shopping earlier. Santa couldn't couldn't make in his, you know, with, with the elves factory or whatever you call that thing up there in the North Pole. 
He couldn't make the toys fast enough. So sorry. What you've been asking for for the last six months, hoping and praying that Santa would bring you. Sorry, mommy and daddy screwed up and they didn't buy the present that from Santa. Um, let's see before uh, Halloween. There's a certain callousness here. Or, or, or Jen Saki. We're not FedEx. We're, we're not the UPS. I mean, I'm just a just a really snotty answer. They're the ones that are causing all of these problems. They caused the problem at the border. They caused the problem with the energy shortage that's costing us all a fortune. They caused the problem in Afghanistan. When they had full control, they could have gotten everybody out safely. And on top of that, all of our military equipment. Now they've caused the economic issues. By the way, 84 was the what's the price of oil now? Is it 84 bucks? It's going to a hundred, in my opinion. I can tell you what I paid this morning on the turnpike. What did you pay today? Three forty-four a gallon. Okay, that's actually not a bad deal. Okay, first of all, when first of all, when Trump what? was president, I was paying a dollar ninety-eight to two hundred five. Exactly. I'm just telling. It's what have I said? It's up on average a buck fifty a gallon, and it's the same to heat and cool your home. Now I know you can afford it, but it still hurts your bottom line. That's money you'd be putting in Liam's college fund. That's money that you would, you know, be using, you know, for Christmas presents. Well, luckily for me, I'm already saving because I'm going to have to, because by the time he goes to college, it's going to cost like $8 million. Yeah, that's true. 2018. So she's now they're out there saying that, well, the rich aren't paying their fair share. That's just a lie. You know, who was it? Eric, I support Curtis Sliwa for mayor of New York, but Eric Adams even recognizes this new Green Deal socialism is nuts. And in the city of New York, and you have, I think the number was 60-some-odd thousand New Yorkers out of 9 million pay over half the income taxes in New York City. 60,000 people pay half in a city of 9 million people. Is that not the fair share? Tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. Now, God forbid the rich leave. The rich are leaving. And the Democrats are pushing them out the door. 2018, the most recent year for which figures are available. This was on FoxBusiness.com. The top 1% of taxpayers defined as those with adjusted gross incomes above $540,000 a year. They earn 20.9% of all adjusted gross income. And they paid more than double the amount of federal income taxes. If you live in New York now, this is where I am really a dumb human being because I stay here. Now, there are contractual reasons that I won't go into. But but putting that aside, when I get when I look at my taxes at the end of the year, for every dollar I make, it's about 62 to 63 cents out of every dollar I make that goes to government, the federal government. State government, city government, property taxes, sales taxes, you know, they tax everything in New York. And then if you die, the government takes 40 percent. Bernie Sanders wants to make it 70 percent. They want another bite at your apple. And then they want to confiscate more of your money. And New York takes 10 percent. They want to raise that to 15 percent. There's no there's no end to this appetite. All the articles out there is the U.S. has dipped into a recession. 
as worried consumers are, are flashing warning signs, according to economists. There will be a crisis, according to Carl Icahn. Now, Carl Icahn's a pretty smart guy, legendary hedge fund manager, warning the economy's going to hit the wall due to inflation. And he said U.S. markets could see major challenges over the long term in the face of excessive money supplies and rising inflation. Then he goes on to say, in the long run, we're certainly going to hit the wall. And I really think there's going to be a crisis the way that we're going, the way they're printing money, the way we're going into inflation. And if you look around, you see inflation all around you. I don't know how you deal with it in the long term. By the way, the shipping crisis and supply chain crisis is real, too. Now they have some companies. There's a Trans-Pacific Charter Company, Air Charter Services, they report that a Boeing 777 is going to call is is going for at least two million bucks. The pre-pandemic peak price was around seven hundred and fifty grand. Why? Because of supply and demand, and companies now want to keep their store shelves filled. They're not able to. The supply chain crisis now has caused a shortage crisis for them. They want to satisfy their customers. There are other rates as high as $3 million to to pack a 777 out of Vietnam. You know, you're not going to be able to. Oh, this was the other answer. I love this answer. Liz Reynolds is a special assistant to Biden for manufacturing and economic development. She was on a phone call with governors and she says, well, you're not going to be able to get the jacket in 15 colors, but you, you will be able to get the jacket. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are we just going to accept that we have to wear sweaters now because we can't afford to heat our homes? Business Insider arguing consumers are to blame. This is my favorite thing. They're blaming. There's too much economic activity out there. You're buying too much. Now, there are nuanced reasons for a lot of this happening that nobody's going to pay attention to. We'll we'll tell you about them. There is a, a regional Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco analysis suggesting that Biden's stimulus is temporarily stoking all of this inflation. And it's getting a boost from the 1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package, the most recent one. And the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco research released uh, yesterday and that the analysis may add to this debate in Washington whether their policies are contributing to a spike in prices. Remember Lawrence Summers, you know, They've all these people have said it was poorly targeted and it risked overheating the economy. And Summers doubled down on that analysis last week. And here's the other thing that nobody's going to tell you. I don't care if you want Christmas toys, clothing, you want the 15 colors. So what if somebody wants the color they want? This is America. You, you expect that you go to Target, Walmart, Costco, maybe you go to Bloomingdale's or one of these higher end stores. You expect that whatever you want, you're going to get. I don't go to any of these stores. I hate them all. I hate shopping. I like grocery shopping. Not lately. I've been paying too much. Um, I don't know. Just I don't know why people laugh that I go do my own grocery shopping. Well, who's going to do it? I know what I want. I go in and I know where everything is. And I literally can get in and out of my grocery store with everything I need for the week in about 10 minutes. Anyway, to please the unions. Now, now we've got a whole other problem here. You're going to love this statistic. I don't care what what item that we're talking about, clothing, toys, auto parts, imported products. 
What's causing a lot of this, Biden bragging about being the most pro-union administration in history. And by the way, they're trying to get rid of these right-to-work states so unions, so he gets to pay back unions that donate to his campaign. But anyway, uh, I forgot where I read this today. But anyway, but what Biden is not telling, even though he's so pro-union, is that the longshoremen's unions, and I have no problem with longshoremen, but they also play a role in this in this supply chain problem because they refuse to allow the use of automated equipment to unload container ships and get goods onto the trucks faster. I have been a bit, I was at a manufacturing center. A friend of mine owns this really big company, and I was blown away at everything is automated. Everything. You can't believe that how I, I just was blown away by the by the technology. Anyway, so if they don't allow automation, what does that mean? Now, the U.S. is the world's largest importer, but its major ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach, they rank a dismal 328 and 333 in the World Bank's Port Performance Index. That means that they've built into, by capitulating to the unions, they bought into a system of mediocrity and failure. Just like the teachers' unions won't allow schools to improve because they, they donate so much money to the Democratic Party. It's all tied to money for elections. By the way, truckers are pissed off about it. You know, there was an enraged trucker posting a video that kind of went viral on social media this week showing dozens of waiting vehicles lined up in Tacoma, Washington, and complaining about lazy crane operators belonging to a powerful union didn't want to move the cargo. So they're pissed off. In 15 years of doing this job, I've never seen them work slower. Crane operators take their time, three to four hours just to get one container. That's, that, that, that's again, catering to the unions. John Castamides is a smart businessman. He owns a lot of the grocery chains in New York uh, City. You know, we're almost at 84 bucks a gallon, uh, I'm sorry, a barrel of oil this morning. He agrees with me that we're going to hit 100 bucks. What's a barrel of oil selling for right now, Linda? Take a look. Stand by. I'm looking. I got CNBC. There's no sign of it stopping. And CEOs, and by the way, all that money, I keep telling you, gets passed on to you, the consumer. But you got Buttigieg claiming empty shells and supply chain problems are a result of Biden's success. Okay. I I really can't handle the fact that how dumb this former mayor of... South Bend, Indiana is. 82.88. a barrel. I think it'll hit 100. That's my guess. I don't know. I'd never. Just in time for Christmas when you can't get your kids their presents. It'll yeah, just in time. And, and by the way, another report today, they're still begging OPEC to increase production. OPEC keeps saying no. They're not going to increase production. They're saying no. Anyway, uh, I don't know what's going on. Yesterday, Manchin and then Bernie Sanders apparently had a meeting. We're talking. That's all they said. We're talking here. You want a picture? Hey, we're talking. And they both got in their cars. Biden is meeting with the, the Radical Socialist Caucus or the House Progressive Caucus. And they're they're all frustrated with Manchin and Cinema. Well, I mean, it's up to them to get the deal done. And it would have they would have had to get it done sooner. I guess they probably would do a continuing resolution, but certainly Mitch McConnell didn't need to help them by doing something he said he wouldn't do for two straight months. 
And every Republican said they wouldn't do it for two straight months, and that's raised the debt ceiling. Now we're back to the weak, spineless, visionless Republican Party without Donald Trump. Moderate Democrats now pushing Pelosi to pause the raising of the corporate global tax rate. That's going to be an unmitigated disaster. You know, Biden, I don't even think, knows what day of the week it is. Kamala Harris, you know, she's out there discussing climate change in Nevada, you know, and and what does that have to do with the economy? Wall Street Journal column, Build Back Better would sink the labor market. It's a great point. It would tax those who produce and subsidize those who don't. It would encourage dependency on government and punish self-sufficiency. In other words, reward all the wrong behavior and punish all the right behavior. Wealth taxes could exceed 70%. Marriage penalties on small business owners could exceed 130 grand. Families could be hard-pressed to keep farms and businesses after the original owner dies and real medium household income would fall by 12,000 bucks. Unreal. That's what's happening. All pre- and Biden, the Biden Bernie manifesto, new green deal socialism. Unreal. One bank reveals the dismal truth about the $150 trillion crusade against climate change. America is a sucker nation. China and India are declared in the Paris Climate Accords as developing nations. They pay next to nothing. And yet they are far bigger polluters than we are. And under Donald Trump, by the way, CO2 emissions went down, not up. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. We have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, We're going to talk to Reverend C.L. Bryant and Leo 2.0 Terrell. Did Kamala Harris violate IRS regulations with this video being played in churches to help Terry McAuliffe? We'll get to that. We'll get to a lot of your calls today. 800-941-SHAWN is our number.